Hi everyone. This is usually where we put our Treaty 1 acknowledgement, and while that is very important, a lot of other things are happening in the world right now. Bam Bam and I can barely begin to understand what many people face on a regular basis in the United States. So for whatever it's worth from these weird openly queer Canadians, one of whom is Indigenous, please know that we stand with you. Stay safe, wear safety gear including masks, wash your hands, and fight on. Black Lives Matter. Azeroth a History, a look into the history of Azeroth and how it pertains to World of Warcraft today. I'm your co-host, Bam Bam Anderson. And I'm your co-host, Wynn Stark, a.k.a. Senpai. So, today we're going to talk about the trolls of the Warcraft universe, and we're not going to go into absolutely everything, since we'll be doing deeper dives on it later, for sure. Because um, there's a few things that I'm like, oh, I can't fully go into this yet, but they will be coming. That's exciting, just... The little, the little tease at the end of the episode being like, nah, guess we'll have to wait and find out. Yeah, I mean, you won't have to, well, you'll have to wait. De- depending on what the subject is, you might have to wait a couple months, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's also a much older history than the history of the elves, uh, which we have gone into. Oh, really? Yeah, that was Jan- January? Oh, yeah, I'm old wheeling the fact that they're older. Oh, yeah. The fact that we talked about elves. I remember elves. I mean, Dre and I are older. Like, their history is 25,000 years, whereas the elves are 10,000 years. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, Alright, so this is going to start about 16,000 years ago, when the trolls ruled most of the land on Azeroth. Um, This is long after the titans came to Azeroth and dealt with the old gods and, like, put them in their prisons. Yeah. Uh, The trolls are one of the native species to Azeroth, we think. Which is probably also why they're everywhere. Yeah, okay. Uh, and part of what helped them survive, as well as their, uh, was their ability to, like, regenerate. So, think, like, Wolverine regeneration, but, like, on steroids. Okay. Like, they can oh, regrow oh, limbs. Damn. Yeah. Oh, so, like, uh, uh, Deadpool. Yeah! I don't think it's quite to this, I don't think it's quite the same way that his does, though doesn't go through a baby phase. I don't, back. I don't think, I don't think there's any full Winnie the Pooh going on. <laughs> that was oh one my of my God. favorite parts of that entire movie. Oh, you would land me with a funny right as I was taking a sip of my gusset. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, there was no splatter, so <laughs> Okay, so back at the very early days, uh, the trolls were led by shadow hunters. Uh, so they're basically masters of voodoo and shadow magic. And they were so respected that even as the trolls moved to, like, make cities and, like, larger settlements, um, the shadow hunters weren't necessarily in charge, but they were still, like, highly respected. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty cool. So you said, like, voodoo? That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah, we'll we'll get into just some trivia after, but uh, yeah, it's it's really it's really neat. All of them are told stay away from the voodoo, so I don't know. You're told to what? Uh, one of the troll lines uh, when you talk to them is stay away from the voodoo. I guess maybe they're just warning people who don't know what they're trifling with. I guess maybe. Right. Yeah, that could be. I, I'm gonna go with that. 
Like, leave it to the trusted, leave it to the people who know what they're doing. Leave it to them. Yes, I like that. I like that about it because it's like, in real life, voodoo is definitely like a closed religion, just like, specifically for certain people. Mm Mm-hmm. So, it makes sense that it's kind of the same in the game. You would hope that would make it, like, better, a good representation. I think so. I think it's a very good representation. That's what you want. As somebody who dabbles in the arcane on occasion, it's nice to see good representations out there. Absolutely, and that's part of why I don't like Dressed Far. <laughs> There's a lot of that, like, the only good witch is a dead witch. It's like, well, no. Um, yeah. Ouch. Granted, in Dressed Far, literally all of the witches are under the rule of a really evil, evil, evil presence. They need to be liberated, not killed. I mean, I don't know how we do that, but yeah. Um, Alright, so trolls developed many customs over the years, which differ a little bit through different tribes. Um, Most of them worshipped the wild gods, except they didn't call them wild gods, they called them loa. Um, Okay. uh, A lot of whom actually lived on a mountain ridge called Zandalar. Uh, The most powerful tribe called themselves the Zandalari, claimed the highest reaches of the mountain, uh, and they they built a large cluster of shrines to the Loa, which would later become the temple city of Zuldazar. Uh, as time went on, the Zandalari kind of got a little uppity, we'll say. Yeah, okay. Uh, their culture was very caste-based, and so the lower castes started leaving, and they saw it as a good thing, um, but ultimately thought, like, oh, you're just, like, rebelling teenagers, you'll be back for approval later on, um, which didn't really happen. Oh, wow. Like, that's some condescending bullshit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they're huge hypocrites for it. Not just that, there's more stuff coming. Oh, no. Um, but from the lower caste, two large empires emerged, um... With lots of little tribes within them, and aside, like, outside of them, too. Um, the Amani Empire and the Gururubashi were the two main empires aside from the Zandalari. Okay. Um, oh, I wrote about it later, so we'll get into it. There's another uh, empire to the north um, that did come out, too, but they were not as big or as powerful. Sucks to suck. I mean, yeah, we'll get into the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Amani took over kind of the middle forest land of the large continent, and then the Gurubashi took the southern jungles. And then all yeah, okay. all three empires were... I mean, they didn't really get along, but they kind of had, like, I mean, uneasy peace. Like, they didn't fight against each other very much, but they also weren't like, hey, buddy, let's go get a drink at the bar kind of thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um... Uh, so about 16,000 years ago, before the first war, that's when the Akir insects started to emerge again. So these are the insects uh, the insects that in- evolved from the old gods, like from their, like, sputum, I guess. Ugh. Oh, wow. I don't know if sputum is the right word for that, actually. I, They kind of, I don't, I don't understand old god an, uh, anatomy enough. They kind of, like, shit, like, drops off of them, and then things come out of that. And that's what they- the Akir things drop off of them? Yeah, like, uh, like, like almost like a shedding of skin, I guess? Yeah, okay. Except not quite that, a little bit more gross. Gross. 
like excretions. I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, actually, that might be that might be more apt. Gross. Yeah. Right. But I mean, like, very indicative of like old god type mentality, because like Aphrodite sprang from the severed uh, testes of Uranus, I believe. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Neat. Okay. That's also kind of gross. <laughs> it is. Yeah. They. She like. Hera or uh, no, Gaia dropped the testes in the ocean, and then it made a froth, and from the froth. Rizith Aphrodite in all her splendor. That made it sound so much worse than the first time you said it. Oh, I'm happy to help. (laughs) Uh, We'll have to talk about mythology at some point, too. Uh, But yeah, so the insects evolved from the old gods, and then they further evolved later on, um, depending on whichever corruption that they were closest to, like, so whichever old god. Um, But they had kind of been put away when the Titans came, and then this is when they're coming back out. And this started the Akir and Troll War. Um, this lasted a long time. Um, and the Zandalari decided to band together with the other troll tribes and empires. And they managed to create an alliance with the Gurubashi and the Amani. Oh, and here we go. And the Drakari to the north. So that's the that's the empire called the north. Uh, to, the, uh, to the north of the continent. Right, yeah, the pussy ones. Yeah. They're also frost trolls, so I don't know if that gives you any kind of indication. They're cold. They're cold. They're <laughs> uh, but they called this the Empire of Zul, and they were eventually able to drive back the Akir. Uh, they they split up the Akir into their kind of own separate separate empires. Um, so the ones driven underground to, to the north formed as Jaldarub. Um, that's where like the oh shit, why am I blanking on the name? Spider things. Nerubians. It's in the name, Nerub. <sighs> Words are hard today. <laughs> <laughs> Words are hard every day with you. Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> we all have words are hard times. <laughs> True. Uh, the ones to the, uh, that were driven to the south near Ankiraj um, were... Uh, were the Kiraji, and then the Mogu, we're around where the Mogu live, which we haven't talked about them, um, the Manted Empire was formed. So, okay. um, and then that's kind of where they evolved from there. Uh, and the, but we're not really getting into all of them today, because we're going to go focus on trolls! Trolls! And not the Anakendra trolls, either. And not the internet trolls. Just trolls. Regular old trolls. Uh, so the aftermath of this war left the troll empires in a decent place, um, but they kind of drew distant from grew, eh, they grew distant from each other again. Mm-hmm. Um, they kept they kept their own ter- territories without really trying to branch out, um, and then their cities blossomed around the continent. So the empire of Zul kind of just faded without really being like entirely dismantled, kind of thing. Um, yeah, okay. But the name Zul remained, uh, because mostly because it's the troll word for great or good. Nice. The Amani built Zul Aman, their main city. The, the Gurubashi built Zul Garub. And the Drakari built Zul Drak. And then the Zandalari kind of withdrew back into their mountains. Okay. So the Zandalari did also have some run ins with the Mogu. 
we haven't really talked about, and we will definitely at some point. I don't know when, but it's going to be a while. Um, they do come back into the story a little bit later, so, <laughs> so I need to mention them. Um, mostly in how they kind of regarded each other. The Zandalari thought the Mogi were kind of, like, lesser, since they resorted to slavery, while the trolls didn't. You can probably see where this is gonna go. <laughs> um, also, the presence of the Loa gave them, like, a higher sense of self-importance. So, the, both of the empires kind of, like, trusted each other not to attack, since it would likely end in, like, sort of like a Mexican standoff. Like, it's not gonna go good for either of us, so let's just, yeah. let's just not... Right. Damn. Yeah. Um, the Mogu also promised some of the Zandalari leaders a chunk of land, which they would eventually try to claim because of other things that happened a little bit later on um, that we'll get into in another episode. Uh, but they were not successful in the end, returning to Zandalar in shame, as they well should. Yes, absolutely. Shame. <laughs> Uh, it's around that time that a small sect of dark trolls from the Omani Empire split off and moved to the Well of Eternity, and that's where they ended up evolving into Night Elves. Damn. Yeah. We think, anyway. From what I can find of research, that's what happened. So, um, Which also kind of means that it does work, like, that magic probably works pretty quickly, because that's about 15,000 years ago, and the Sundering with Queen Ashara and all that was about 10,000 years ago. So within 5,000 years' time for that to happen, that's pretty crazy, right? It's pretty quick. To evolve from trolls into night elves? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's some some rapid, rapid evolving. Magic is weird. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah, is. The night elves also further divided the troll empires by taking over much of the continent and dismantling a lot of supply chains to the trolls. Uh... But it was kind. That was kind of it for the troll empires for a long time. Um, like Zulaman and Zulgarub still existed, so did Zildzar, um, and nothing really went on aside from the Sundering. Yeah. Okay. They were just chilling. Pretty much. At least from what I can tell. Like, th there's really nothing else between that written um, until the Sundering actually happens. The Zandalari did a very similar thing to the Night Elves of Suramar City. Um, they shielded their mountain with protective spells, and then once the Sundering was over and they let down the barrier, they found out, they, they realized that their mountains had become an island instead. Oh, wow. Yeah, so this also kind of added a little bit more distance to the Troll Empires, like, now they have water between most of them. Yeah, that, that certainly makes things a little more separated. Yeah, and that was, like, really the end of the Empire of Zul, too, um... Because now they're not just de separated by the differences. Water. Right. <laughs> it did leave some room to explore, though. Um, the Zandalari set out to explore kind of what formed the Great Sea. Uh, and this led to the, uh, the discovery of Kazan, the home of the goblins. Um, they still hadn't fully evolved at that point, And they were still very primitive. Uh, like, a lot more than they are now. But they were, they, like, they did show some intelligence. Um, the main reason the Zandalari wanted to go there, though, was to mine the Kajamite, which is a rare mineral um, that is only available on Kazan. Um, and then they found out how much of that mineral was underneath the island, and then they stopped paying the goblins to work for them, and then just enslaved them. Oh. 
So the high and mighty oh, said. That's great. Right? That's that's the Candelari who did that? Zandelari, yeah. Fuck those guys. <laughs> right? I thought they were supposed to be above slavery. I know, right? They're like, oh, we're better than you, Bogu, because you guys resort to slaves. And we don't. Oh, never mind. We do. Oh, wait. I start to see the value of slavery. Let's just do that. <laughs> like, oh my god. Wow. Gross. It's so bad. I feel bad laughing at it, cause it's, but at the same time, it's like, well, you're not so high and mighty now, are you? Right? <laughs> you hypocritical oh bastards. <sighs> I hope you realize that you're a piece of shit. I, yeah, I hope you do, too. Um, the Gurubashi and the Amani and the Drakari Empires just kind of chilled out and did their own thing. Um, really, nothing of note happened for a while for either of them, for any of them. Um, and for the most part, same thing with Zandalari. The biggest thing to happen, I don't know exactly where in the timeline, but it's been since 10,000 years ago and, um, and the first war. Um, or actually I think to about a hundred years before the first war. I think there's something else. Yeah, there's other stuff that happens in the hundred years before the first war. So the biggest thing that happened for the Zandalari after their attitude changed towards slavery was the plague of corrupted blood. Um, Ooh, damn, that sounds metal as fuck. Yeah, and you, you've actually probably heard of this, even though you might not necessarily realize that you've heard of this. Kind of. Sort of. Um, this was the thing that also happened in World of Warcraft a, lot, a while ago, um, that scientists in the real world are still studying. <laughs> This is this was kind of written in response to that thing happening. Um, yeah, a foolish troll many years ago wanted to summon Hakar the Soul Flayer, who is a blood god and a malevolent Loa. So he just kind of wants to wreak havoc on everything. Yeah, uh, this led to a break uh, breakout of a blood plague that killed thousands of trolls and was the most terrifying period of the island's history. Um, okay. And then to deal with the dead, since it was so contagious, the Zandalari built constructs to properly embalm and bury their dead when they couldn't do it themselves. Okay. So I guess kind of like smallpox? Because I think that's still contagious even after we die. If, if we have it. Which we don't. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, well, yeah. And then... What, what, what are scientists studying because of that? The corrupted blood plague. I, you know what, I'll get into it a little bit later. I, I didn't realize I didn't write it there. Um, yeah, okay. But I did I did write about it later. So, is gonna come back a little bit later, but we gotta take a look over at the Amadi Empire. Um, because where are they on the map? They're close to Quel'Thalas, the newly formed home of the High Elves. Okay. Uh, when the High Elves first arrived on the northern part of the continent, there were some clashes with the trolls who already lived there. Um, the trolls were like, you're defiling our land, and they fought back and tried to rid themselves of the elves. But the elves be, uh, you know, being all magically gifted and stuff, they ended up on top of all this. <laughs> because yeah. they were a lot stronger. Magic is weird. <laughs> yeah, 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 makes sense. They look all frail and piddly, and then they're not. Yep. Um, it was also thought that the use of the magic could actually bring the attention of the Burning Legion again, 
Uh, so some of the elves decided to kind of hide their city within a protective barrier, which also helped frighten away some of the more superstitious trolls. Yeah, okay. Except not entirely, because they're vindictive. Huh. <laughs> um, which would actually come what? up... Trolls are never vindictive. Oh, they're so vindictive. Especially these ones. Uh so when Anastarian Sunstrider became the, the High King of Quothlos, um, some of the ambassadors headed out to the kingdom of Arathor to to help. This is like one of the early human kingdoms. Okay. Um, founded by King Thoradin, and he agreed that, and he agreed to help, but he did, also didn't really trust magic. But he did agree for 100 of his men to start studying under the Elven Sorcerers. Okay. Um, in the final battle between the Amani Empire and the United Forces of Humans and High Elves, not one inch was surrendered to the trolls, and the battle lasted for days until the elves were like, alright, it's our turn. Yeah. <laughs> they let loose their magic against the trolls, um, sometimes burning them from the inside out. The fire, yeah, the magical fire actually prevented the trolls' regeneration, which is, yeah, scary, right? Right? Um, Anastarian also wielded the weapon of his great-grandfather, Dathramar. Um, The sole fellow Malorn was uh, an empowered spellblade, and any of the trolls' voodoo and hexes and curses did very little to stop it from just kind of ripping through their ranks. Ah... So, the trolls tried to retreat at this point. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> and then Thoradin's armies continued to hunt them down. Ah. <laughs> and slaughtered every last one they could find. Um, Damn. Yeah, so the Amani were largely defeated with basically just their capital city still intact. Um, but they had no real way to launch any attacks against the elves at this point. Or the humans. At least not... At least not en masse, but they did continue to raid parts of the forest here and there uh, for a long time. And then, so the Gurubashi was also dealing with some stuff to the south. Um, about 1500 years before the Dark Portal opened, some of the Gurubashi priests had started to call upon Hakar the Soul Flayer again. Okay. So calling the, they, they started calling themselves the Hakari, like basically disciples of Hakar. Um... <laughs> They led many into becoming followers of the Loa, and they conquered the surrounding land and any islands in the South Seas. Um, so we're at two points here of Hakar trying to be summoned at this point. Uh, Zedalari observed at first, just kind of like waiting in the wings kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Guru Bash territory expanding so quickly, though, they decided to head out and see what was going on. And... Um, some of the Guribashi trolls that had kind of hidden their dislike of Hakari and, like, what was going on there kind of met up with him and were like, hey, yeah, this is happening. And Sedalari are like, oh, no, oh, shit, this is bad. <laughs> so they stormed the city of Gold- uh, Zulgarub and eventually defeated Hakari and his followers, banishing the lowest spirit from the physical realm. Well, that's good. Except not. No? Because some of the priests escaped the jungles and eventually built the Temple of Hatal Hakar in the marshlands, uh, kind of to the northeast, mm-hmm. where they would start worshipping, or continue worshipping Hakar again. 
And also try to summon him again. Well, I mean, yeah. So we're at three what now. What are you gonna do? So we're at three times now. Has he shown up yet? Uh, he, well, he made it in to the, like, with the, the first raid on the on Silver Room. He made it in. Like, he made it to Azeroth. But he was able to be defeated? Yeah. He's, he's, he's definitely not infallible. Well, that's good. Yeah. And I mean, good on them for not knowing when to quit. <laughs> right? Stick to your values. You know, they've already tried to kill you once. What are what's the worst they're gonna do? Try again. I mean this gets better too. Like so we're at three. Keep that in mind. We're at three. Okay. <laughs> uh this third time though, uh, because of how their worship was starting to warp the land around them, it got the attention of a green dragon. Okay. Sarah. <laughs> yeah. So the dragon aspect is like, excuse me, what? So she investigated, found out what they were doing, attacked, and sunk the temple. Ooh, underground temple, underwater, underwater. Un- underwater, because it's 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 swampy and ah uh, yes, marshland. Yeah, um, and so the priests kind of abandoned their rituals. Um, so she placed some of her fellow dra- green dragons to watch over the temple just in case they were trying to like have it happen again. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, it would, because there's one thing that I've learned in all of this research. These trolls never fucking learn. <laughs> nah, you gotta try again! <laughs> um, alright, alright. All, that can't possibly happen again. I feel like this next time is gonna be it, guys. Right? Before we get back there, though, we gotta go back to Zandalar. Um, about a hundred years before the Dark Portal was opened. Okay. The goblins that were enslaved to mine the Kajamite, um, because they were around it, breathing it in constantly, it, it started affecting them, and it started making them smarter and craftier over the years. Is that the fancy mineral that got all of those Maha whatever enslaved? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, and so they started inventing things like traps and explosives, <laughs> and they rebelled. And they rebelled. <laughs> um, and they chase oh, that's the a beautiful like karmic retribution shit right there. Yeah, also very apropos right now, right? A little bit. Um, what was left of the Zandalarian Kazan fled after the uprising because like that's not worth it to deal with. Which uh, I, I kind of see where they're getting at. Yep. Um, but yay, go goblins! And then when the humans of Stormwind started branching out into the jungles of Stranglethorn, uh, this really upset what remained of the Gurubashi tribes that were still there. Um, yeah. They were splintered, true, but they were still the Gurubashi. Um, eventually, Prince Lane Rin set on a, on a mission with a couple of friends of his. Uh, the three of them ended up finding out that the trolls were once again starting to toy with the forbidden blood magic. <laughs> Come on, guys! Uh, Didn't you learn last time when it killed a bunch of your friends? <laughs> right? Um, none of the trolls they met that day survived, but it was easy for the other trolls to piece together what happened and kind of where that came from. Yeah. Um, and so they reached out to the other tribes in the area, and they kind of united again against their enemy. Um, Good job. Eventually, the Guru Bashi tribes were once again left in ruin. 
because oh. y'all need to learn. The vast, right? <laughs> the vast majority of them were slain in an attack on Stormwind. A lot of that centers around someone we haven't talked about yet, but we will eventually. I just, it's such a complicated story that I, it's a little crazy. Um, he needs his own episode for sure. Okay. And that was all we really know about the Troll Empires for a while. Uh, they chilled yeah, out. The, the mm-hmm. Dark Portal opened soon then, right? Uh, yeah. Kind of, yet, no, wait, hang on, where am I in the timeline? I don't fully remember where I am here in time. Um, no, this is before that. No, wait, is it? <laughs> God. Because some things don't properly have... Some things don't properly have, like, proper dates to them, so it's kind of yeah. hard to piece exactly where it is. I can't remember Makes if this sense. is when the Dark Portal opens. Um, but the Amani tribe, uh, a troll rose to power by the name of Zul Jin. And he was feared by the High Elves and because he would raid surrounding wait, forests. Wait, is his name literally Great Jin? Pretty much. I almost want to drink gin. <laughs> uh, it's spelled J-I-N, though. So... <laughs> There's a big in spelling from location to location. I think with the troll language, I I don't think there's very much. Um, I don't think there's very much difference between that. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, I think most of the spelling, like throughout all of trolls, is kind of very largely the same. We will get in more into some of his atrocities later on because he's 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 a real bad guy. Uh, the big notes during all of this was that he was approached by the Horde during the first war okay yeah so this is after the uh, this is kind of during the time of the first uh, of the portal thing yeah okay Um, he did not initially join them but he did later on and then he was caught in something and he ended up actually cutting off his arm to escape uh when the Imani withdrew from the Horde for good. Holy shit. Yeah. Savage. He did not just completely disappear, though. Uh, he, no. he eventually went back to Zulaman and started to rebuild his army. Um, and he had the time and the means, since most of Azeroth was focused on the Burning Legion and the war on Outland. Um, it also meant opportunistic treasure hunters would try to make their way into Zulaman, and this is how they learned of um, the Blood Elves joining the Horde, which infuriated Zul'jin. So his his most hated enemies joined with his former allies. Yeah, that, that's got a sting. Yeah. Um, and then adventurers were eventually sent into Zul'aman, and he was killed. Ah, so yeah. Die, Zul'jin. You jerk. <laughs> One thing we haven't fully got into, though, is uh, the formation of the Horde which is where our Dark Spirit tribe comes in. Okay. Uh, they originally lived in Stranglethorn Vale as part of the Gurubashi Empire, um, mm-hmm. and they kind of warred with their neighboring tribes and were eventually driven out after being thrown into conflict after conflict. Um, they were a lot more peaceful and a lot less kind of bloodthirsty, I guess, than the surrounding tribes. Yeah, Okay. Um, they moved to some islands where they would uh, tangle with a group of murlocs, and this would... Because, <laughs> you know, murlocs just got to be everywhere, too. Yeah. Uh, they w- this would also be where a group of orcs would take refuge um, on the island after a storm. Yeah, okay. The leader of these orcs, Thrall, 
Yeah, important. Uh, and the leader of the trolls, Senjin, uh, he was, they were captured by a group of Naga and taken below uh, the islands to a complex cave system that kind of served as a prison. Mm-hmm. Um, the leader of the Naga was successful in sacrificing Z- Senjin, uh, but Thrall was able to free himself. Just oh, a little no. bit too late, so he couldn't save his new friend. Um, well, shit. Yeah. After making it back to the surface of the island, though, Senjin's son, Vol'jin, uh, yeah. t- took leadership of the Dark Spear and pledged their aid to the Horde, eventually moving with them to the Echo Isles um, and Durotar. Okay. And was Senjin the son of whatever Jin? Uh, I don't think we actually know Senjin's dad. I don't have it written down anyway. I'm just guessing based off the nomenclature there. They There is a lot of Jins in, in troll society. Yeah, okay. I'll have to look up names after. Because I, I, I didn't write all of them down because, and honestly, if the amount of names that I have in my head, period, is amazing that I don't just get them all screwed up anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Um, especially when they're so similar. But, this is all pre-World of Warcraft. Um, but we should probably take a break for just a second and take a trip to the auction house. If you like what we do, consider donating through our Patreon at patreon.com slash senpaiandbambam. Remember, Senpai has two P's. If you're unable to do that, we would also really appreciate a review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or any other podcast service you use. It helps us open up to a wider audience. You can also share us with your friends, your family, your guildies, your neighbor, your boss, you know, anybody who you think could could use a little brightening. Our newest patron is a friend of ours, Keely. Thank you so much. Thank you, Keely. We love you. Right? Amazing friend ward. Um, Catch our Bushidobo with Bam Bam series, which is available to patrons a week early and goes up weekly on Tuesdays, making your reset day just a little bit better with some ridiculous shit (laughs) that we love doing. Um, If you have any suggestions for that, we will take them on Discord or by email. Um, I'm also on Twitter, so if you want to hit me up there, cool. Also, if you want to get in touch with us over on Discord, there will be a link in the show notes on the website to join that. It also is open to everybody with a patron-only section. Um, also, if you want to come hang out with Senpai on stream, come chill out with me while I fail or win at stuff. Uh, I usually stream raids on Twitch as well as a few other things here and there. Um, always down to chat, wow, and pretty much anything else. Almost anything else. Um, so, <laughs> right? Yeah. Important amendment. I mean, there's there's some things that I'm like, I don't know if I really want to get into that on stream because I know I'll just, I'll, it'll... It'll get heated. Uh, right. <laughs> I don't know if I want to get heated. But yeah, come chill out. It's also kind of tied into the the the, um, the Discord too. So there there are announcements when I when I go up on uh, on on the on the Twitch through the yes, Discord. Yes, so there sure are. Sorry. <laughs> not sorry. Uh, right. Don't apologize. I know I'm Canadian, but no, I'm not sorry. Uh. Not not about that. Uh, Alright, let's get back to some trolls. So, during the events of World of Warcraft, we also happen upon the ruins of the Temple of Hatal Hakar. And, of course... The ones that were underwater? Yes. So, a, a 
tiny portion of it sticks up out of the water. Okay. Like, I don't know, like maybe 20 feet of it. <laughs> okay, kind of iceberg style. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, enough to get you interested. Exactly. And of course, as adventurers, we gotta go exploring. Heckin yeah. <laughs> so we head down where we find uh, some of the green dragons that Ysera had charged with ensuring that Hakar would not be summoned again. Um, except that they were all corrupted by a troll prophet, injecting them with the blood of Hakar. Oh. Yeah. So this left the priest's room to start toying once again with summoning Hakar. Why, though? Guys. I've lost count. Are we at four or five? I think this is four. <laughs> <laughs> and it's still not the last. Um, oh, geez. You know... They're just really good followers. A car should be proud to have such faithful followers. In a way, you're right. I don't like that you're right, but yeah. Um, this, <laughs> yeah. So the Zedalari trolls here once again of another attempt to summon um, in the Temple of Atalakar, which was thwarted by adventurers. So I think that was four. So the Zedalari kind of breathe for a second. They're like, okay, good. And then they hear about another one. The priests of Atalakar made it back to Zulkarub. God damn it. And they try to get to summon Loha. <laughs> so now I think we're at five. Yeah, I think this is the five. Um, so the Zandalari sent out a strike force to the jungle of Strikothorin. Uh, and they kind of started sending adventures into the temple to stop the summoning. Um, which was headed by the priests leader Jindo the Hexer. Okay. Uh, Jindo was killed, but his spirit kind of hung around for quite a while. Um, Why not? Yeah. You gotta make sure that the summoning goes properly next time. Well, there's that, because it was actually too late by the time Adventurers got there. Hakar was able to manifest on Azeroth, uh, which I believe was the second time that was successful. Woo! Good job! And he's finally defeated again! Ironically, by his own blood magic. What? It ended up, like, poisoning him. <laughs> um, so his heart was brought to the Zandalari, uh, and they banished it from the world. Again. After the events of the Burning Crusade expansion, we journey to Northrend to deal with the Lich King, and part of this, we come across the Drakari. Some of them have fallen to the Lich King's forces... Um, and there are others who have actually joined him, either by choice or by force, not entirely sure. <laughs> but their ranks are pretty much decimated, and that uh, what's left is basically a skeleton crew. Pun intended. <laughs> um, during all of this, one of the Zandalari trolls will be introduced to in a second here, actually witnessed the fall of the Drakari Empire and witnessed them sacrificing their Loa for power. What? Yeah, it's like this really cool, like, serpentine god, and yeah, he gets sacrificed for power. Great. Gross. So the prophet Zul, that's his name, yep. Zul. Zul? Yep. His, his, Sweet. I don't know if he was born with it, or if he <laughs> or if he chose that name, but isn't. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> anyway, he was sent out of Zandalar by King Rostikon. Um, partly because Zul was a trusted advisor, but mostly because the king was kind of tired of hearing uh, 
Zul kept predicting earthquakes and tidal waves all over the world. <laughs> and Rosca was just like, yeah, just go. Um, and he just... The boy who cried earthquake? Kind of. He described the capital city city of Zandalar actually sinking into the ocean. Yeah. Um, so Rastakhan granted him a ship and sent him off to, to try and bring the other troll empires together. Okay. Um, when Deathwing broke the world, literally, um, Zul's uh. visions kind of came true a little bit. Um, Zandalar didn't sink completely. Um, but it was wa- rocked quite heavily. The temple actually started kind of listing a little bit, but with all of the Zandalari working together, they were able to kind of right the pyramid again and rebuild much of what, what broke. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he wasn't entirely wrong. It just didn't go the way he said it would. Well, that's probably because he did things to intervene. Mm-hmm. That's how that goes. It's not even so much that he did things to intervene, it's that everybody else did. Because <laughs> uh, he was off. He, he was off on a ship doing other stuff. Uh, bringing together Jindo of the Gurubashi, Takara of the Amani, and Vol'jin of the Darkspear in an unnamed, uh, an unnamed for- frost troll. Um, he kind of ha- brought them together in a sort of summit. The goal being okay. to unite into a single mighty empire to save their race from extinction. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure what Zul told Rastakhan at any point in all of this, um, in terms of his own plans. Mm-hmm. And we only ever see anything about this in a patch trailer. Um, okay. Vol'jin refuses to join up with the Zandalari, stating that the Horde are his people, uh, and leaves with the rest of his delegation. And while he does that, Zul warns that anyone who would stand against them for very long... Uh, that, that sorry, that none would stand against them for very long, and he kind of summons a fiery image of Hakar. Oh, oh, this is gonna be six. Yes. <laughs> so this is when we go, get to go back to Zulabad and Zulgarab again and and deal with some shit. Um, Jindo attempting to kind of break Hakar into submission, I guess was when we go into Zulgarab. Um, Hakar kind of leaves Jindo as... uh, I can't remember what his title is when we go in there. I think he's like um, Jindo the God Conqueror or something, or God Breaker. Oh, wow. Somebody's fucking cocky. Right? And then when he's dead, Hakar leaves him Jindo the Broken. And, like, he's naked. (laughs) Like, he's taken everything from him. Good. That's what gods are supposed to do. Yep. Um, and thankfully, Hakar was not fully able to come back to Azeroth again. Yay! <laughs> but still, it's step number six. Luckily. Luckily for the rest of us. I mean, yeah. Um, finally, we make our way down to Pandaria again, where the Zandalari have also traveled and are causing a ruckus. Um, Why not? Ruckuses are fun. <laughs> right? Uh, we're not going to go into everything they did here because I think it has more to do with the Mogu than the Zadalari, but they they're, they do play an important part. <clears throat> okay. Um, but Zul does end up making his way back to Zadalar at some point. And then we don't hear much about them for a while. Um, after a warchief is unseated, which we'll get into another day, uh, Vol'jin, the leader of the Darkspear Trolls, is named Warchief. 
Good on him. Um, Congrats on the promotion. Right? He, we're not going to talk too much about him today, because he's he's going to get his own episode. Um, I think in a couple months. I think I have it set for. Sweet. Mostly because he has a lot to do with the Shadowlands Devil and kind of what's going on in that. But, um, yeah, that's going to be fun. Some things happen, though, and the Mantle of Warchief does end up getting passed to Sylvanas, which we've talked about before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you sound way too excited about that, but... <laughs> I mean, let her be a Warchief. We live her best, except she makes some bad choices, but whatever. <laughs> some? It's fine. <laughs> sure! Uh, <laughs> and shows the internal conflict of me, the lore nerd versus the hordy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, shortly before the events of Battle for Azeroth, Zul sets out again with Princess Talanji of the Zandalari. Um, the goal being to meet with the Horde leaders and negotiate with them. Okay. Except that they're captured by the Alliance and thrown into the stockades. Well, shit. Yeah, so the Horde sends out a strike team uh, to sneak in and break them out. Well, yeah. This is actually the first time we actually get to see Zul in-game, and we learn a good bit about him at this point. Um, while we're sneaking back out of the city, uh, we're all, we also get confronted by Jaina being all fucking badass. <laughs> uh, and while we're running away, Zul picks up a torch and starts setting buildings on fire. <laughs> and so when Jaina confronts us one last time at the docks... He's like, you know, maybe your abilities would be more useful somewhere else right now. And kind of points up at the city that's on fire. <laughs> Super not cool, Zul. <laughs> right? Um, we get away on Talanji's ship and head for Zandalar. And this is when she prays to her Loa. Um, we're going to get into the Loa more in another episode, too. Um, okay. But I did send you the cinematic for this. Because, quite frankly, he's a giant T-Rex! <laughs> Yeah. He's awesome. Um, uh, yeah, so we finally get to Zandalar, and then there's kind of a whole bunch of storylines that go on at the same time here. Um, there's an offshoot of trolls to the north of the main city in the swamps of Nazmir um, called Blood Trolls, and they worship a blood god. Not Hakkar, though. Um, okay. They worship Cahoon, which is the titan experiment gone wrong. This is them messing around with old god blood. And accidentally creating an old god. Um, so Talanji actually heads out the expedition to the swamps and take back the territory. Uh, and of course she works very closely with the new leader of the Darkspear tribe, Rokan. We also head out to the deserts of Voldoon, which used to be jungle land. Uh, we find out that the a high-ranking general of the Zandalari is basically secreting away anyone who speaks ill of him over to the Wasting Desert. And, okay. he, and he's working with this uh, Sethrak, the snake people, um, who are trying to take over the land and also just try to destroy everything. And he... His ultimate goal is to wake up a powerful Akir that's been sleeping beneath the sands, um, which he succeeds. And this is where we get Mithrax coming in. Oh, damn. And then while we're going around uh, Zul'Dazar and the main city Dazar lore, uh, we find out that Zul's been up to some shit. Um, not only did he summon that image of Hakkar kind of hinting at some, you know, not-so-cool things. Yeah. He tries to assassinate King Rastakhan. 
He's on, bro. I thought we were friends. Right? And he's almost successful. Oh, shit. The only thing that stops the king from dying um, is that we seek out his Loa, Razan, um, mm. who who ends up threatening the Loa of death, Wansamdi, um, basically, like, return this king's spirit, or I'm gonna take you out of the world kind of thing. Oh, wow. It's an, some metal-ass shit. It's an awesome exchange. <laughs> um, Zul's other followers on the council also have turned to dark ways, um, as well, in the name of Guhud. Um, Yasma succeeds in killing the spider Loa Shadra, and absorbing her essence, transforming her into this, like, weird spidery priestess. Oh, weird. Yeah. It's really cool. I mean, I guess if killing gods and absorbing their power is cool. I mean, that part's the not cool part, but she does look pretty boss. (laughs) Um, And she is a boss later on, and her boss fight includes a lot of spiders. (laughs) Ew. I'm so glad this was not a thing ten years ago when I was still scared of spiders. <laughs> oh, no doubt. <laughs> that would have been so bad. Um, uh, they also succeed in bringing down Razan, and they resurrect him as a mindless undead husk. Why not, you know? It's so horrible. So with his Loa now dead, Rostikon is unsure of what to do, uh... After a particularly bad attack from the blood trolls north of the city, he calls. Uh, he finds an altar and calls upon Buan Samdi. Um, once again, low of death is probably. <laughs> That's a choice. <laughs> it's a choice, um, and they made a deal. The Loa would empower the king, and Rostakan would elevate Buan Samdi above the other Sandalari Loa on the condition that his bloodline be devoted to Buan Samdi. He also did not tell his daughter about this. Uh, um, Zul finally brings Mithrax to the Pinkabin, which is what we call the, the big pyramid of Desarlor. Um, okay. <laughs> because it's Bagan's pink. <laughs> it's a very apt name. Uh, he brings Mithrax to the Pinkabin to destroy the final seal that's holding Gahoon's prison intact. Um... Rostakan uses his new power to kill Zul, very, like, Sparta-like. First he stabs him, and then just, like, kicks him off the top of the pyramid. It's great. Oh, shit. Um, except this is not the end of Zul. <laughs> well, of course not. He's like a Rasputin motherfucker. Oh, fuck, don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that stuff going on in Azeroth. Put some poison into his wine. Although, although Zul was more like stabby stab than poison. Well, yeah, but there was more than one attempt on Rasputin's life. That's that's what makes him worth mentioning. That's true. All right, fair. Um, It's definitely not the end of his plans since Mithrax does blast the seal, and uh, yeah, that sets free Gahoon. Yay! Woo! Um, before we can get there, though, we do have to head into the tomb of the Zandalari, which is where, where the first king lay resting. So King oh, King Dazar, for who the pyramid is named after, um, he's angry because Zul is, tw- like, twisting his mind, and so by defeating him, we actually free him of Zul's weird 
uh, mind voodoo bullshit. Sweet. Yeah. So was so a dick. <laughs> and then we go to Old Deer, which is the Titan facility below Nazmir, where Gahoot is being kind of held captive. Um, and then we face Zul again, this time as an undead troll, having been resurrected by Gahoon. Oh, shit. We, we do eventually bring him down, so yay! Yeah, um, <laughs> During the events of Deer, but, however, the war between the Alliance and the Horde kind of ramps up a good bit, uh, slowly but surely. The Alliance launches an attack on Dazarlor. They draw the Horde forces up to Nazmir to the north, and then they sail from the port at the south. The idea being to drive a wedge between the Zandalari and the Horde. Um, except that doesn't end up working so much. Um, they did eventually make their way up the pyramid, and they confronted the king, and they kill him. <laughs> why not? You know, just like why talk when you could just kill? Yep. Uh, and like even with his powers from Wansamdi, the, the they you know they do kill him. Um, it but it does not drive a wedge between the two forces. So, with Rastakhan's final dying breath, he apologizes to his daughter, uh, and the pact actually, the pact that he made with Bonsabdi transfers to her, and she is pissed. Well, yeah. That just fucks her whole family. <laughs> yep, and she doesn't really know a lot about it, and Bons, like, we'll get it more into, uh, into it when we talk about the Loa, but yeah, Bonsabdi's like, oh, I didn't tell you? Yeah, hi. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, he is a stinker. Um, during his funeral, during Rastakhan's funeral, uh, Talanji pledges to the Horde and the Zandalari are accepted with open arms. Um, and that's kind of mostly it for now. Uh, we, we, Talan we haven't gotten a chance for Talanji to really grapple with what she's kind of been given now at this point. Um, which I think will be coming in the Shadows Rising novel, which is due out in July. Oh shit. I don't know. I don't think that's been pushed back. Uh, but yeah, this is our first episode in preparation for all of those discussions. I'm excited. Um, I hope you've enjoyed, and oh, I'm so excited to dig more into stuff. Oh, hell yeah. The trolls have definitely been an interesting adventure. Right? I th and I thought they tried to summon Hakkar seven times. I might have been wrong on my count. It's possible when we thought we were on four, we were actually on five. This is, pro you know, it's probable, actually. <laughs> Goddamn trolls. Alright, um, so, trivia time. Uh, fellow Malorn uh, was passed down from the generate from generations of the Sunstr uh, Sunstrider family. I hate your name, Sunstriders. <laughs> um, and it was... <laughs> like Skywalker. Wow, that's some basic-ass shit. Hey, 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 hey. Seriously, though? You leave my Skywalkers alone. I'm just saying the Sunstrider is a cheap knockoff. Is there any original idea under the sun anymore? No. For names? <laughs> Anyways, the sword was forged on commission... Uh, of Dathomar during the War of the Ancients, um, and then Anastarian wielded it against the trolls, and it is later given to fire mages as their legion artifact weapon. Sweet. Yeah. Um, 
There are a few areas occupied by small groups of trolls uh, within the city of Dazar-Lor. Um, the Amani have their own enclave called Tal- Talaman, and they have a few statues of Vol'jin. Oh. Or, not, sorry, not Vol'jin. Zul'jin. Okay. See, there we go. There's there's the screwing up of the names. And yeah. it, it was going to happen eventually. I, I knew it. Um, many of the forest troll tribes that exist in the area are descended from the Amani tribe, but only the Shadow Pine and Vile Branch tribes are known to still be a part of the Empire. Okay. Hakar was the origination of the Corrupted Blood Plague incident. So this is this is the thing that's still studied by science today and during pandemic situations, kind of like right now. Um, it was a debuff put on by the boss, and hunters could get it on their pets, and they dismiss their pets, and it would stay on their pets when it was dismissed. Okay. And then they go back to the main city summon their pet and it would start it would start infecting people oh so i think that part of the zandalari history was written as a nod to this happening um but i'm not entirely sure regardless this decimated wow like cities were full of skeletons eek yeah so and that's just from people like dying and then running back to their body and resing and then dying again and then running back to the body and resing. Oh my god. Yeah. So that's still studied. And there were people like trying to heal it. There were people uh, specifically trying to spread it. So, you know. One of King Rostikon's quotes when you talk to him is, uh, it is good to be king, which is a reference to Mel Brooks. And another is, do not throw off my groove. <laughs> which is a reference to Bruce new group. <laughs> Makes me happy. <laughs> um, even though he's a Zandalari troll, Zul still uses like jungle troll models that's like hunched over um, while other sta- Zandalari stand up straight. Okay. And they are tall as fuck. I think they're like, canonically, I think they're supposed to be like 10 or 11 feet. Holy shit. They're tall. Compa- kind of intimidating. I mean, I'm 5'6". Right? <laughs> it's very intimidating. Um, and trolls largely pull from... A l- they, they pull from a lot of different places. Their accents are usually based on Afro-Caribbean dialects. Um, most of their religion is based on West African Vodun practices. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I'm so sorry. Uh, and their architecture pulls from pre-Columbian civilizations. Sweet. So it's really cool. And the Zandalari are the, they, they're, um, specific, I think, Western African accents. Oh, nice. Yeah. Their voices are awesome. Um, now we're getting to voices. Woo! So Dave Fenoy voices Vol'jin, as well as Zul, uh, and a number of other voices in WoW. He's one of those voice actors who's like, he's touched half the things like he, he's one of those voice actors that is in like almost everything. Oh yeah. Um he most likes to work. Oh yeah, and he's got a great voice. Um more recently he's Dr. Pietro Polandina in Ruby. Okay. Which I was so happy about that one. Juan Zamdi is voiced by Alex Desert, who uh he was also previously voiced by Dave, Dave Fenoy. Um okay. So, Alex Desert has done Nick Fury for a number of different Marvel shows, including Wolverine and the X-Men, and Avengers uh, Earth's Mightiest, Mightiest Heroes. Oh, so, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, that's the, the animated ones, right? Yeah. 
Um, Razan was voiced by Richard Peppel. I think I'm saying that right. If I'm not, please, please let me know. Um, new actor that I haven't seen a lot of his work, but he does appear in Krypton, the TV series, as Tonzel. Okay. Um, again, I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm saying that name right. I haven't watched Krypton yet. Um, I'm gonna fuck up this name. I'm gonna feel so bad. Rastakhan was voiced by Kaye Uche. I really hope I'm saying that right. Um, I wasn't able to find a lot of roles because, again, IMDb doesn't have a lot of uh, play roles, and I haven't been able to find another version of that. Uh, but he's currently playing Lola in Kinky Boots in the UK and Ireland tour. Oh my god, that's amazing. Right? Uh, he's also been in Avenue Q. Also amazing. I don't know who, and if anyone knows where to find these credits, please let me know so I can credit these people. And his voice is awesome. I love his voice. Um, Talanji is voiced by Susan Wakoma, uh, who I, I, I haven't really seen a lot of her work either, but I did go and find the show called Crazy Head on Netflix, um, and it's so fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> She's one of the main characters, and it's like a supernatural demon fighting show. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> You're gonna love it, I think. <sighs> So go find. Yeah. Um, also, this kind of happened purely by happenstance, sort of. Um, these are all black actors. That's awesome. So, yeah, enjoy that. <laughs> that that that's all I want to say about that. Um, I think that about does it for us today. We would like to thank the Winnipeg Public Library. We normally record at the Millennium Library in their beautiful Idea Mill makerspace, but. Uh, we are still social distancing, and the libraries are still closed, so uh, I'm in my living room. And I'm in my tiny bachelor apartment, <laughs> which everything is the living room and the bedroom. So <laughs> I've, I've lived that life. It was only a year ago I was in the same boots. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, our intro and outro music is by Kevin McLeod, uh, and you can find all of his work on his website, incompetech.com. Our wonderful artwork is by our good friend, Ben Hopper. His Instagram is ScorpioSuka at 7. Or, God. <laughs> wow. Sorry. ScorpioSoka7. S-C-O-R-P-I-U-S-O-K-A. The number 7. If you'd like to check out more of his work. And he's opening up commissions, so follow him for more information about that. Absolutely. Get in touch with him, and he deserves all the love. I actually have. I actually have uh, a command now on my on my stream. If you type in exclamation point Ben Ben Ben, it, it's just a thing for Ben. That's pretty cute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy about it. <laughs> he finally got to witness me doing it one night, and I'm like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> yay! Unless he was just lurking before and, and just didn't say anything, but yeah, uh, yeah. So. Thank you for putting up with us for another month of social distancing. And who knows, maybe one day this world will go back to being... No, it was not a normal place. Maybe it'll go to being a good place one day, hopefully. I hope so. We will be able to go back to the library. Oh, not even just that, just everything else going on, too. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, so remember, we love you, 3000. Thank you for joining us, and uh, we'll notice you next time. (laughs) 